Dick Johnson, who is now 82 years old, has so many pickleball accomplishments, including being recently inducted into the Huntsman Senior Games Hall of Fame. Dick has a great story. Plus, he has some excellent tips on being offensive in pickleball, and we talk about how that helps your game. So let's get to the intro to hear from Dick. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Dick Johnson. How are you doing today, Dick? I'm doing great. Thank you. I am very glad to have you on, and I do like to start the podcast getting a little bit of your background in terms of how you started playing pickleball and how long ago that was. Oh, good. Well, I played tennis as a kid a lot and uh, into my adult years and that, and uh, then had a little back operation, a little back fusion, four or five vertebrae out and that kind of, discs out and that kind of thing and fused and all that. So I didn't play for 10, 15 years. And then I discovered this silly game of pickleball down in Arizona when we went down to visit friends down there. And uh, I thought we, we thought we were going down there just to play bingo with old people. But <laughs> then we found out these communities down in Arizona have a lot more to do than just play bingo. And, and so pickleball was down there as well. And that's when I started. This was about 10 years ago. So I've been playing about 10 years so far. You have been playing now for quite a while, but give me an idea of kind of where you were just before you started playing pickleball and kind of what the sport has done for you. Yes. Well, it, uh, it, it literally saved my life. I had, I had some pretty heavy callings in the church and that and business things. And so I let my weight get out of control. I was up to about 200 pounds and uh, I became diabetic which was not good. And so discovering pickleball and then a really great diabetic program where I kind of disciplined myself and lost the weight and started eating correctly and everything, that literally saved my life. I got off of all of my medications and have been playing ever since. And so I credit the sport to that just great benefit to me health-wise. And so it sounds like no more insulin. No, well, actually, I wasn't too insulin. The doctor was saying, you're going to go on insulin. And just before we left for Arizona, I said, please give me another chance. I'll work better. I'll eat better and all those things. And I'd done that before. But until I got down to Arizona and started playing the sport and found the great diabetic program down there, I hadn't gotten real serious about it. So that's what happened. Now, you definitely did also get serious about pickleball. You started playing in a number of tournaments, and it sounds like you've had great success. Well, I have had pretty good success. I've been blessed that way. I've won all the national and world championships there are to win several times. And so that's been good. 
I think the last count was about 250 medals so far and about 120 sanctioned tournaments. I think I've only played a couple tournaments where I haven't won a medal. Now it's at age 82, almost 83. I'm just concentrating on the majors because uh, physically it's getting tougher, especially because in many of these tournaments I had to play down in age five years, 10 years, 15 years, sometimes 20 years down in age. And I could do that pretty well up until two or three years ago. But about when I turned 80, these youngsters are getting just quicker and faster. They don't blow me off the court, but I'm not able to win against them as much as I used to. You have definitely had a tremendous amount of success. And I understand you recently received a huge honor at the Huntsman World Senior Games. It was a great honor. They, uh, we were, I was inducted into the Huntsman Hall of Fame, which is quite an honor, especially because there's been about 230,000 athletes playing the Huntsman Games since it began about 35 years ago. And each year, they play, uh, compete in about 30 different sports. 83 countries have come from all over the world to play the World Senior Games here at Huntsman. And they choose six or seven athletes each year from those 30 different sports to put into their Hall of Fame. So uh, I was inducted into that along with seven other athletes this year. And a tremendous honor. Very thrilling thing. Congratulations. And I understand there was also a few other pickleball players inducted this year, too. There were. And that was kind of the cool thing about it. There were eight of us in total, and four of them were pickleball players. And that kind of makes sense because I think this year there were 11,000 athletes here in 30 sports, and we're still competing. I played yesterday, got a couple events coming up still yet. And and out of those 11,000 athletes in 30 sports, I think this year about 800 of them were pickleball players. So so we have a we're quite well represented. So having four of the eight go into the Hall of Fame being pickleball players, that was kind of cool. That is. And you mentioned you're playing in a few events. Which ones are those? Well, yesterday was Yesterday was age men's doubles, and we won that. That was nice, playing against 80-year-olds. Unfortunately, the day before, I played in skill age against 65-year-olds. They threw us all together, the 80-year-old people with every people down to 65. Our team did better than any of the older teams, but we won three and lost two, but then we got up against two 65-year-old teams, and that was a little bit too much. Coming up, we'll be doing mixed doubles on Friday. And if I've got any energy left in this old body, I'll try singles on Saturday. Wow, good for you. Playing singles at 82 years old. I commend you on that one. Oh, thank you. It's not as big as a tennis court, but with singles, it, it seems a lot bigger than when you're playing doubles, that's for sure. No doubt. And I understand that a few couple of years ago, I guess it was, you had 
experienced quite an injury on the court when you were trying to perform and Ernie at, I think it was 78 years old. What happened? Well, <laughs> I'm playing the gold singles match and, and I'm leading. Things look pretty good. And I try to go for an Ernie around the post and I, I don't know what happened. I stumbled or something and I ended up face planting right into the cement, skidded a little while and blood pouring everywhere. And the referee said, you got to quit. And I said, no way, I'm not quitting. And, uh, I, and she said, yes, you were. And I said, no, I'm not. So I said, I want to see the tournament director. So they called in David Jordan. And David was the USAPA president at the time. And he's also a Hall of Famer, incidentally, a couple of years ago. And uh, he said, Dick, you're going to the hospital. So off to the hospital I go, concussion, nine or ten stitches, broken nose, and I'm laying there going through the tube thing. What is that, the MRI deal? And I asked the technician, why am I doing this? And he says, well, Mr. Johnson, we want to see if you've got blood on your brain. So, so I, I realized then that this was probably wise. And it was, a, it was after that, 30, 60 days later, the USAPA put out a much stronger, more forced thing about head injuries, that if you have anybody has any kind of a head injury, doesn't have to be blood or anything, but if they fall and hit their head, they forfeit the match. And that was a good thing. My glasses were shattered and all of that stuff. So that's what happened. That's what happened. And then did I hear also that shortly after the hospital visit, you actually were going to be playing in another tournament? Yeah, we left the next day for, I'd won a couple of goals already in doubles, but just took the silver there in singles. We got on the plane the next day and we flew to Texas where we played this IPA World Championship, and uh, I didn't feel up to play in singles, so I didn't, but we won the two gold events, the mixed and the men's doubles, and then 10 days later went to Nationals in Indian Wells and won the triple there, won the men's doubles and the mixed doubles, and I beat the same guy that I had to forfeit to in the gold for singles at Huntsman, so I won the triple at nationals. So I was still, my face was still black and blue. But anyway, that's what happened. I'm glad everything turned out well. And I guess I have to ask you the question, are you still doing Ernie's today? I still try them. But yeah, yeah, I still try them. Yeah, yep. <laughs> now, one of the interesting things that I read is that you're not big on dinking in pickleball. Why is that? Well, I suppose that comes from the tennis background. I, For the first year when I started playing pickleball, I was a little embarrassed to tell my old tennis buddies that I was playing this silly pickleball game. And then I found out watching these pros play and these 5-0 guys, and it's quite a ball game. So... So then I wasn't so embarrassed about it. Pickleball is a much more defensive game than pickle than tennis. 
a lot of dinking and uh, keep the ball in play, avoid the unforced errors. Whether it was tennis or now pickleball, I, I have that mentality because you got to do that to win. But I go over the line a bit. I, I'm more of an offensive player in pickleball than many players. And, and I try for the winners maybe more than I should. But so far, it's turned out okay. It's just more fun to me to be a little more offensive and less defensive in the game. It sounds like you were actually ahead of your time because I've played pickleball now for just over four years, and the game has really changed in those four years, especially at the higher levels. Teams and players are definitely more offensive. Yeah, and I think that's great. Instead of the third shot drop, you're seeing the fifth drop. And maybe instead of that, you're seeing the seventh drop. And these young pros are driving the ball and so forth. And I think that's healthy for the game. It makes it more exciting, makes it more fun. And I think that's true. And Their athleticism today enables that. So us old people, we just keep trying it. And, and sometimes we're successful at it. Now, if you if there's a new player who's coming to the game, how much do you recommend them actually working on kind of the shots that are unique to pickleball, like the soft game, the dinks, and uh, even like the drop shot? Well, with new players, with new ones, and I'm a PPR certified pro and all that coach. With new players, you've got to get them to learn how to hit the hit the third shot drop and to hit the reset. And all of that. But in the beginning, you teach them to keep the ball in play on the court and avoid the unforced errors. But as they get from that skill level, from the two fives to the three and the three fives, and especially if you can get them up to the four fives in that, then if it's part of their mentality to be offensive and go for it, I teach that. I like that. I know in tournament play, whether it was tennis, or pickleball now with me, if we get behind or if things just aren't going right, a lot of people will say, well, just keep the ball in play. With me, it's just the opposite. I go for it. And somehow the the strokes, I hit the strokes better and things just go better when I play offensively. Now, a lot of people maybe aren't like that, but that's kind of the way I am. It sounds like you're a little bit more like Serena and Venus Williams, where if things aren't going well, it's they would hit the ball harder. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way I am. The body, the body just works better. The strokes seem to flow better for me if I go for it instead of kind of hanging back and hesitating and playing so defensively. Is that true regardless of whether you're playing? Singles, men's doubles, mixed doubles? I think that's especially true in singles. You've got a really, singles is more like tennis than doubles for pickleball players. And so you've got to really be offensive in the singles. You've got to get up to the line quickly, right off your service return. And, uh, and that's where the game is won. There's far fewer strokes, far fewer volleying in singles than in pickleball doubles. And yeah, you've got to be on offense in singles. Now, even with doubles in pickleball, it sounds like 
once you kind of get to that three five four zero level, you do really recommend players being more offensive if they're comfortable with that. Is that correct? I do. And you know what's really interesting about pickleball especially, and you've seen these pro women players play, and even just the four five and five O's, those little gals, they'll get on the line, and those hot shot testosterone guys will be driving the ball at them from the baseline, and they'll bend their knees down, and they'll just volley those balls back and handle it very well. So, yeah, it's a much faster game and a lot more fun to play offensively. So, yeah, yeah, it's just the way I – that's what I feel. That's the way I feel about it anyway. Now, I'm definitely somebody who is probably a little bit more defensive-minded, and I think that's from my historical sports background where – you know, I'm only 5'5", five five, so when I played volleyball in Southern California and I had all these six-footers on my team, I was <laughs> largely in the back row as a defensive player. And then when I played soccer, I was a defensive player. So I, I kind of have that mindset. Should I really work on trying to be more offensive? I think you should. I think you should. I think as you work on it and as you drill on it, being more offensive, I think your game will rise and you'll be able to play better against better players. I really think so. It's, I think that's true of any sport, frankly. It just, offense is the way you win, in my opinion. <laughs> are there some good drills to help players become more offensive? Oh, there are. Ball machines are great for it. And, of course, the ground strokes in pickleball, especially in singles, are very important. And you can drill on those just the same way as you drill in tennis. And then when you're on the kitchen line, you've got to be quick and fast. And so you can get your partner back there on the line, banging that ball on you. And you've got to get your, you got to bend your knees and you got to get down because that's where the balls are. And you've got to have your weight going forward. You've got to take a little six inch punch instead of a big swinging volley and all of that stuff. You can drill all that. And one of the most interesting things to me is a lot of these great pros, like I I heard, and I'm not sure this is exactly right because I heard it, but I think it was pretty factual. Ben Johns was asked one time how much time he spends drilling when he's not playing tournaments. And I think the figure was somewhere around 80, 90 percent. But here this guy is one of the best in the world, spending 80 per 90 percent of his time drilling. That just shows you how important drilling is. That's funny you mentioned that. I heard that recently. I was watching the PPA tournament on TV last weekend, and that's exactly what they said, was that basically Ben doesn't do rec play. He drills with his brother Colin pretty much all the time when he's not playing in tournaments. So Yep. I And you know what? I'd love to drill. I was out there with my ball machine today. So any other tips for players to help them become more offensive? Well, the fundamentals are very important. For example, when somebody lobs to you, you've got to, you've got to do the fundamentals when you're trying to hit an overhead slam. And that means with beginning players, they have a tendency to go uh, back straight backwards. And that's where a lot of accidents occur because they trip and they fall back and hit the backs of their head. 
the fundamental on that is simply turning sideways, moving backwards, shuffling back sideways, getting your racket back behind you, just like you're going to hit a tennis serve so that you're all set, planning. And when you're right underneath the ball coming down at you and then going forward as if you're hitting a tennis overhand serve with your weight going forward as you hit that overhead slam. So that's all fundamental, fundamental, and that can be drilled. And, and what my mixed doubles partner tells me sometimes, or people I hear her say, is you can also drill incorrectly, and you can groove an incorrect stroke. Alice Tim speaks to that. So you've got to make sure your fundamentals are right in your drills so that as you groove the stroke, the fundamentals, it's the correct stroke. Good advice. And actually, if we take kind of the overhead slam as an example and thinking about if we're playing doubles, since that's probably what most people are playing, where should I be aiming to hit that ball on the other side of the court? Should I be going for the lines or should I be going down the middle if I'm trying to be very offensive? Very good question. A lot of that depends on the skill level of the players. If you're a, if you're a 4-5 or a 5-0 player, or certainly a, crow, a, a pro, you can go more for the line, lines in your overhead slams and take the ball off the court either to the right or the left. But if you're 3-0, 3-5, even into the 4-0s, it's best to hit that slam down the middle, deep, down the middle. Riddled, middle is the riddle. You've heard that a hundred times. That's true of the overhead slam as well, because that confuses the team back there as to who returns that overhead slam. The key thing is to get it deep, just like any other uh, ground stroke shot is is deep. All right. Well, now, the, Dick, the other I really... thing about that I should mention too is you don't necessarily have to hit it real hard. Placement is more important, especially at the 3-0, levels. Now, when you're up to the pros and you've got these six feet, four or five guys hitting those slams, they hit it with such power that, but they're the pros, okay? The other key thing about it, too, to understand is that this will surprise tennis players, it did me at first, is that if a doubles team is hitting an overhead slam against you and you're back on the line about trying to return that slam, you can get a whole lot of those back more in pickleball than you can in tennis. The ball doesn't bounce as high, and so you, you'll see a lot of slams hit and then returned by the other team over and over. So you don't want to give up on it if the other team is hitting overhead slams on you. Good point. I was happened to be so playing at the wise, it's also wise. It's also wise that if you've thrown up a short lob that you know that other team is going to slam it on you, you yell to your opponent, your partner, short, get back. So both of you get back as far as you can, and that increases your ability to return that overhead slam back and keep the ball in play. All right. Well, that is some great advice, Dick. I love your story. And those. this has been some wonderful instructional tips that I know the Pickleball Fire podcast audience will appreciate it. 
So I thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 